Welcome to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Aaron Murphy. Aaron is a licensed architect since 2003, founder of Forever Home, and owner of ADM Architecture. He's an NAHB CAPS certified agent in place specialist, as well as a national speaker and published author on the subject of aging in place. He's also a sought after business coach and industry consultant in this growing niche of home design and modifications for the 50 plus marketplace. Personally, he's a poster child of the sandwich generation. As a blended family Gen Xer with four teenagers at home and four aging parents as well, he can speak on the subject today, both professionally and personally. Aaron, welcome to the show. Great intro. Thanks, Mary. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Well, obviously, as I've explained to our listeners, you are going to be a wealth of knowledge today. So what we're going to discuss is how to plan for a successful forever home for life's later chapters in life. So I'm just going to jump in with our first question, which was, what does the term aging in place mean? Sure. At face value, aging in place is the idea that you should be empowered to make decisions about what you call home at any chapter of life. I mean, that's really about as short as I can make that. It's the idea of growing older in your home. Okay. Short and to the point. So the name of your company is Forever Home. So in your opinion, what's the forever home as it pertains to aging in place? Yeah, a little more extensive than the answer there. A forever home is a home that is thought out for potential outcomes, for flexibility of future chapters. It's a home that thinks through what does it mean if this is the house that you would like to call your last house until some point in time where safety trumps and that's not an option anymore. Okay. So in your introduction, I um, used the phrase CAPS. What yeah. made you become a certified aging in place specialist, also known as CAPS? Yeah, good question. So when I went off to the University of Washington to study architecture, uh, my grandmother was five foot nine, traveling the world, playing bridge, playing cards at a master's level, loving retirement. By the time I got home five years later, she was five foot two, trapped in a hospital bed on the middle floor of a split level home in Portland, Oregon, and didn't know Carl's name anymore. Hmm. So the personal story is one of Alzheimer's dementia and osteoarthritis, you know, osteoporosis, that kind of stuff as far as spine and structure goes. 
I was 22 coming out of UW and I didn't really want to know about grandma's medical or hygiene or, you know, ADLs, activities of daily living on the occupational therapy side. But as an architecture student, I saw that a split level home was broken. The house was broken. There's no shower there on the, on the floor she's stuck on. There's stairs everywhere, you know, seven stairs from the laundry in the car just to the front door, eight steps again, five steps again. Her house didn't work. Mm. So that personal journey launched you into this career path then? Right. So when I started ADM Architecture in 2009, I immediately also got CAP certified from the NAHB. The reason is my second light bulb was I bought a car off Craigslist just to date myself. <laughs> uh, two 63-year-olds brought me a car. I said, oh, cool. Whose is this? Mom, she's 92, finally gave up the keys. Oh, where does she live? Assisted living place down the road from you and me in Silverdale, Washington. And I said, I'm doing a little research. Do you mind if I ask what that costs you? Don't answer if you don't want. That's a personal question. They said $150,000 out of pocket and $10,000 a month. That was the second light bulb that went with the grandma first in a split level. And I said, we have a humongous housing gap problem related to the 40 plus, 50 plus, 65 plus demographic. Yep. Wow. You know, a lot of folks that are in our circle as we um, try to service um, folks 40, 50, 60 and older, a lot of us have fallen into this because of personal stories. So thank you for sharing yours with me and Absolutely. our listeners. So what do people need to know about how to prepare a home then for their later chapters in life? Yeah, it's an extensive question in the sense that I guess my first piece of advice was gets would be get started early. Mm -hmm. uh, this conversation, which we teach B2B to small business owners who are in this 50 plus demographic space, you have to peel the onion. You have to gain trust and rapport, right? The truth is usually three levels deep, which means you have to spend time in conversation as an active listener so that we can get to what is, in my case, let's use my parents. What, what are their dreams? What are their fears? Because then we can compile a team. And I absolutely believe team is the way to go. More brains, more better, right? I can put together a, a meeting with your financial planner, an occupational therapist, a home remodeler. We can all come together. And that way we are solving your pain point or your dream goal with all the players in mind and all of those things considered. You know, my world as an architect works in a triangle. It's scope, time, and money. And I promise you don't pick all three. <laughs> so I'd say get started in the conversation because it'll take some time. And I think some of our other questions today, Mary might get into kind of more house specifics. Okay. So for how to prepare your home for your later chapters in life, the first part is to start preparing and having the conversations. Is there a time frame you want to 
put with that like yeah it's good yeah i'd say starting yeah start thinking about what if it's your last home at 40 here's why anybody that comes into my architecture office i say because they're about to spend 250 500 on a on a huge remodel or a new house any chance you'll live here in 30 years because of how i phrased it the answer is always yes now I can talk about you being 70 in the home and we can talk about aging in place. So I think that at 40, you start thinking about, could this be my last house as far as location and amenities and could it be? Okay, so I'm gonna want you to get a little more into the weeds in that as we um, continue in this interview. Um, sure. Now, how does um, a CAP specialist work as far as with its clientele, is it only with people that are like retirement age over 65 years old, or do you work with folks of all ages? I end up working with people across a 30 or 40 year span because let me give an example. I went to Seattle two weeks ago and we did a full in-home aging in place house assessment. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad were 84. 7 and 88. She has fallen a couple of times, which is why I got the referral. But I was at the kitchen table with the 350 something children mm -hmm. so that we can all kind of air the dirty laundry of what's happened. How did we get here? The fun part about that, it's one of my favorite pieces of the job puzzle. Uh, you get the stranger's the expert, right? Mary, you could send me to your mom and I could read a script that you had written and I would be brilliant because I'm not you. You're a child to her. That will never change. Right. Same thing. Uh, so it's fun for me to come in and provide the advice that I get heard and I get to affect change. So the cap certified, it's a three day course. It's 16 hours. If you take out breaks and lunches, they just relaunched it with new information. It's better than it used to be. It should, it'll keep getting better. Do we tend to say CAPS works with seniors or boomers or, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where you get started thinking about it, but you're gonna work with people from 40 to 90. Yeah, well, it sounds like everything that I've been learning over the years and my conversations with you and others, sooner is better than later, so. Okay. Um, Let's go back now into those 40-year-olds. So, so I want to like break that down, really. You know, you were saying that um, homeowners that are in their 40s, when they're house hunting or talking to you about a purchase or a build or a remodel of something they want to purchase, how do you approach that so that the light bulb goes off for them that, hey, are you thinking of, is this a 10-year home? Is this a 15, a 30-year how do you broach that? Yeah, good question. And I think maybe that's where I switch hats a little bit to, I'm also a real estate investor and I think about the ROI, right? What's the return on investment? And a lot of people go, well, why would I make a ADA bathroom? Because nobody will want it when I'm gone. Well, first of all, aren't we talking about your health, your safety, your happiness? The kids are probably getting a paid off home. Let them worry about it if they want to sell it, right? Right. We're talking about you. And I kind of shunned that. I did that at that kitchen table and the, oh. the parents are laughing, right? They're like, oh yeah, let's forget about them. That's, <laughs> you know, but it frees them up to do that. 
Um, but as far as the rest of your question, uh, housing wise, I feel like spec builders design first and second time homes. That's all they do. And they know it. Okay. And, but the, we can do things that provide you in the sales cycle. What I do is relativity, mm -hmm. the cost of, if not, you heard about my second light bulb already, right? It was the cost mm -hmm. of a slip and a fall and a broken hip and a surgery and a rehab. And, oh, mom can't ever come home or dad's stuck in some new living situation because we didn't plan. So if I can tell a 40-year-old, hey, what if I gave you an extra 10 or 15 years in your home at the end of life before safety trumps everything or medical care trumps everything, I've saved you a half a million dollars at about 13 years by getting a HELOC, getting a home equity line of credit, doing a remodel in the master bathroom or the kitchen. Mm -hmm. The cost difference between that and assisted living is so astronomical that I help people consider it by offering the relativity of if not, right? When I tell you an elevator is 50 grand, but that's only five months in assisted living with a private room or a nursing home. Oh, well, when you put it that way, and now we're having a conversation. Yep. And the costs add up and, you know, there's the cost today and there's, there's cost 10 years from now and 20 years from now. And when you talk about an ADA bathroom, these bathrooms do not need to look like sterile hospital mm. bathrooms. These yeah. are your beautiful bathroom that you enjoy that have an extra feature or two added to it that doesn't make it unappealing. That's right, right. Or we can even plan behind the walls and you can do it later. And you know, this was my joke to my mom, right? She had some 3D cabinet company out of Portland, Oregon, draw her pretty renderings in her new bathroom. And I said, mom, give me 10 minutes and a red pen with those drawings. Then I never have to say I told you so. And you never have to say your kid was right. And all I did was put blocking behind the walls before she tiled the whole shower where they needed grab bars later, yep. uh, got rid of the step-up threshold, asked them to design it as a zero threshold entry at the shower in case we ever had to wheel in and wheel out later. And I flipped the door swing because I'd prefer, even though it's not spec house normal, I actually wanted the door to swing out. I couldn't do a pocket door in that scenario. When the door swings in, if you ask EMTs statistically, not only do most falls happen in the bathroom, they lose 90 seconds trying to get the door off the hinges because you blocked it when you fell in a spec five by eight bathroom. Mm. Okay, that's where... Caps of 16 hours. I've been doing this 15 years. That's why I've got this, you know, library of anecdotal and factual information. And that's why you hire people, right? You couldn't know everything I know, just like I couldn't know everything you know. I love pocket doors. Those would be brilliant for bathrooms. Um, but that was a good call for your mom. And when you have to put grab bars in, it needs to be reinforced because somebody with weight pulling on it it's not you can't have it just come out of the wall like the 
toilet paper holder does. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was speaking on stage once in Port Ludlow and I made that joke that by peeling the onion, talking to my mother, that I found out she was pushing off the toilet paper holder to get off the toilet. Yep. Go, mom, that's that's a set screw. That's like five eighths of an inch drywall screw. That's not designed. Now I made a mistake. I said, that's not designed for 160 pounds. She yelled at me. I'm not 160 pounds. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, but, but the weight is more than that when you're right, pushing. Right. But I made the mistake of making reference to my mother's weight. That was a no-no. I, I should have known better. But, but right, it, it's not designed for that. But we'll do it if we don't have other options. Yep. Okay. So we were talking about over 65. We're talking about homeowners that are 40s looking at their 30, you know, next 30 years. Let's talk about what's the 50-year-old doing right now with regard to multi-generational housing. Yeah, you are starting to see spec builders think a little more flexibly um, mm -hmm. where places that I, I'm going to give you another example. Um, we are actually designing right here in our town in Paulsbo. Uh, I had a client come to me who's built 1300 doors in Vegas before. Okay. He's well, well-known builder, just moved up here, but what is now 28 lots as a plat for or 24 lots. Uh, he came into my office with drawings and he said, here are the four house plans I want. The, uh, they look southwest, make them northwest, because that's where we live. Nice to meet you. Great. Gave him my literature, my card, including the book I wrote behind me. He came back a week later and he said, throw my plans away, Aaron. We're doing aging in place. Okay. And all we're really doing is designing a home that has options. Mm -hmm. Family room now, mother-in-law suite down the road. It's already been designed for both right? Uh, pantry now, but we already designed the hole for the elevator later, and we're going to put the extra panel in in the garage. That's what I'm talking about with the, we've trademarked the term future flex. That's what I think the 50-year-old is looking for right now. And I am one, literally 50, right? I'm that sandwich generation. I got four kids at home. I got four aging parents. I don't know what my next house needs to be. Because either my kids can't afford to live in the county that we bought 20 years ago, or because my mom and dad need more care and they can't do it three hours away. Or for some of you, think, you know, 27 states away. Mm -hmm. That's why keeping our homes future flexible, I think right now, is what is the most attractive product or thought process on the market today. And it's needed because the reality of it is, is not everybody can afford to move into a senior housing community. It's not the right fit for everybody um, financially or maybe emotionally or physically. So we need other options. And, you know, the more people that you talk to, they all, I don't want to leave my house. I've lived here for 40 years. Okay, well, how can we keep you here? And yeah. those are the conversations, though, as we are talking today, you and I, that we want people to start thinking about now sooner rather than later. Because if you really feel like you don't want to move into a senior housing community, let's make sure your home is the right fit for you, you know, that it's safe and secure. 
Right. We can't know every accident before it happens, but 70% of what we're talking about is universal design. It works better for a six-year-old or an 86-year-old. Before we get into family medical, right? Might you get Parkinson's because everybody else did, or uh, that's always going to be on a case-by-case. Yep. So what other roles do you fill as an advisor when it comes to the CAP space, the certified agent in place space? Yeah, I've really learned over all these years of doing this that I see myself as quarterback and concierge. (laughs) And that includes a golden Rolodex for those of us that are old enough to know what a Rolodex is, right? I'm only two phone calls away from any answer nationally, if not globally, right? So if if we don't have the right elevator, don't have the right grab bar, if you don't know who to talk to for a, a home equity line of credit or reverse mortgage, I have that team. We call that the thriving in place dream team, right? I have that. I'm surrounded by that in my tri-county area so that I can assist our clients. And we teach you to build that team if you're in this space professionally, because that is the key. I am... You know, I am playing quarterback and concierge. There's so much overlap that I have to reach across silos and break down barriers where some people get possessive about their space, whether it's an interior designer, an occupational therapist. You guys with the boomer consumer and, you know, what they call the silver tsunami, I don't like the term because that sounds like a disaster. Right. But this wave of 65 plus, we're at 11,200 people a day now turning 65 every day. And the adult children that are looking at that future, too. We There's enough work to go around. Okay, Reach out, collaborate, more brains, more better solution. Well, that old saying still st- sticks. It takes a village. Right. And that number, 11,200 listeners. That's just the U.S. That's just here in the States. So um, what's your advice to our listeners? What do you want them to walk away with today? And can you please um, tell us the name of your book and um, your website address too? Sure. Yeah. My advice is get started. Do not wait. I have, Mary has, any of us in this industry space has way too many anecdotal stories. In fact, the client I referred to earlier, uh, obviously keeping it anonymous, in the time it took me to get their deliverables to them, which was the full home house assessment, I redesigned their main floor as a living space for the couple with a bathroom in it. She'd already fallen again. She was told by the doctor her dementia has gone too far. We're never going to get to implement the design solution. Mm, I could give you a hundred stories just like that from my last 15 years. Please don't be that person. Please. You think you're not a statistic until the moment you are. Don't become one. Start conversations. Reach out to professionals. Mary and I happen to be in the Seattle area, but again, I can refer you to somebody probably anywhere in the U.S. So uh, the easiest thing to do for us, Mary, is to go to foreverhome-us.com, and the Aging in Place book is there. You can buy it print-on-demand direct from us instead of Amazon. Um, 
Yeah, that's where I'd get started. There's a ton of info there for everybody that is in your listenership. Okay. And um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the number of single story homes is way too low. Like trying to find a home in Kitsap County, that's a what we call a rambler, a yep. one level home, which yep. to me, a one level home is a, a great floor plan for aging in place. Um, do you see a resurgence with builders um, building more of those, thinking about this, you know? Uh, I'm afraid that supply will have to follow demand, which means we'll be playing catch up. No different than the affordable housing crisis we're having right now. And honestly, I can try to do this quick. I know we're getting to the end. Mm -hmm. This is where the spec builder gets stuck. Okay, somebody buys 10 acres of forest, they cut the trees, they lay out 36 parcels for builders. Well, the sellable product for that person to retire is lots. So they make the legally smallest lot possible. But then the buyer of that, their sellable product, the builder, is heated square feet. But you gave me a postage stamp to work on. So That's why we keep getting two stories, because they want to build 2,200 square feet and you gave them a 6,000 square foot lot with setbacks. Anyway, whole different discussion. We're actually trying to disrupt the builder, the entire home builder industry. That takes time. But there's your answer is yes, there's not enough. And that's why. And the system, there's no way to break that down without a lot more thought. Wow. Yeah. And I never considered the lot size being the cause of, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you are right. Our time is up. So I want to say thank you, Aaron, for helping our listeners um, learn how to prepare themselves and their aging parents for a successful forever home. So Blessing until, to be here. Thank yeah. you. Well, until next week, listeners, take care and thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye-bye.